1: Money-Making Conversations,
2: here we go. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald, host of Money-Making Conversation Masterclass. The interviews and information this show provides are for everyone. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start living your own. My guest is Kim Whitley. She's an HBCU graduate, activist, author, comedian, and most importantly, a mom. Kim was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and I found out raised in Sudan, Africa. Seventeen. we gotta talk, we gotta talk, we talk. Her success in Hollywood started with me as a clown. You know, that's all I knew. Then I found out through more research, a Compton School teacher. We will discuss her career outside of acting, the legacy of our dear friend, uh, David Armand. This, you know, when you know somebody for a long time, you know they talented. Kip Whitley is one of those people where before she started being as talented as she is a stand-up comic. People always call me and say, uh, who do you recommend to be a funny host? I said, Kim Whitley. She knows I'm telling you. I said, Kim Whitley, Kim Whitley. I knew she wasn't there as a stand-up, but she was just gifted. I mean, she walked out on stage, nothing bothered her. I remember when we was in uh, Bermuda with Earth, Wind, and Fire. She was like, remember that? Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I and, they, and the promoter said, who do you recommend to come out there and host? I said, Kim Whitley. And uh, she came out because I always knew there was something about you. First of all, you're not afraid of anything. And then, but the fact that I just Mm -hmm. knew, I'm talking (laughs) about that audience, you know, because it was like about 10,000 people staring at you in Bermuda. Oh, and the yeah. I loved, Earth, it. And remember, I loved it. Earth, and Fire. Remember, Earth, Wind, and Fire was headlined. Was that, that, was that when David David Arnold came with me? Yes. And do you what remember uh, Anthony Hamilton was there? Steve Harvey. We were all yeah. there. Remember? And uh, That's right. Uh, Smokey Robinson. That was so exciting. <laughs> Did you remember that? Because Gladys Knight was hanging out. She came on the sideline. Yeah. And then Lil Miss Kim Whitley out there hosting this big old event. And I said, you come, and she came, they paid, and she did everything. When did you start getting the stand up bug? Was that the early days, just walking out there? When did you start putting the thoughts or the seeds of being a stand up?
3: I mean, we could really be transparent here because you're my guy, and I probably should have called you a long time ago. (laughs) This is the truth, is this. There's always fear. Right. But I don't want the audience to think there's fear, because if the audience thinks you're afraid, they're not going to ride with you. Right. You have to be fearless and go out there and, and, and be free. And it's interesting. I've always, you know, like that improv stand up and just talking to people I've loved. But when you put people think anyone can do stand up, you can't. You, it really is an art to stand up. And I started writing uh, things down, like right when that movie um, Harlem Nights was out. Right, right. And I had this little pad of paper. <laughs> Della Reese, the pad of paper might have been like this big, mm-hmm. you know. And I used to write down little things that I thought I might have had three, four jokes. And I met Red Fox and uh, Ronaldo Ray and, and uh, Richard Pryor and, of course, Eddie Murphy and the truth is, I've always ha- I have a funny family mm-hmm. and I grew up with all boys. So, you know, they were joning on me all the time. Right. <laughs> and, you know, uh, during that movie, I was, the, I was the guardian of the little boy in the movie because my friend, his father, who was an actor, couldn't make it that, that day. He said, Kim, can you go to set? And I remember walking around a corner and Ronaldo Ray, you know, Ronaldo Ray, mm-hmm. trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. There were no chairs, and Eddie Murphy and, and and Richard Pryor and and of course Red Fox were sitting in those directors' chairs. And I went around, you know, in the set. I went around one of those corners and I saw these greats. And and I was so nervous. I jumped. I was like, oh my God, I went around the wrong corner. Like, how do I get, you know, I was like, oh my God, can I backpedal? And Ronaldo Ray looked at me and was like, ha, hey, hey, little girl. You know, <laughs> he says, as long as I got a face, you got somewhere to sit. Oh, no. He said that in front of all of them. But you know, Kim from Cleveland, and I remember looking at him and saying, and as long as you got a face like that, I guess I'll be standing. (laughs) And all I know is Red Fox spit his coffee or was Richard Pryor. They jumped out their seats. Ronaldo Ray was red. He was mad. I was in a sheer panic. Oh my God. And Red Fox came up to me and said, are you a stand-up?" And I said, I said, no, but I wanna be. And he said, get 10 minutes of material together and I'll help you.
0: Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass
3: hosted by Rashawn McDonald. And uh, he said, I'm tired of seeing these ugly be funny. That's what he said to me, I was like, <laughs> he said, he said, you're pretty funny. And 10 minutes for Sean as a stand-up, you, a new stand-up? I was like, 10 minutes? Right. Um, and I did, I was scared because my mother was like, sex and rock and roll in LA. Right. And I didn't know, I was not hungry enough or I was not fearless to say, give me your number, let's go. Right. Mm-hmm. Didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Red Fox died. The day he died, he died. I went out and did my first three minutes of stand-up because I felt like I missed an opportunity, and it pushed me in that direction. And I'm still not where I should be, uh, Rashawn.
2: I'm gonna tell you something. In you that, I know you huh? may not be, because you know you always strive. You are always striving for the ultimate joke. That's when you're you're a comedian, because there's a lot of people going to say this. They think they're funny. They Get off stage. They walk off stage like they've done something. Now I had a blessing to see Sherry Shepherd and her on tour, several dates in the Northeast, and um, I, you know, because when you hadn't saw somebody in a long time, and then you see them perform at the level that she was performing, I was like taken aback in a good way, and I told her, I said, "Girl, you're a stand-up for real." And you really didn't accept that because you thought I was, just, I was just saying something to speak with. But you really have, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to get, when did it turn? When did it click that this is what you could do as a stand-up? Because as an actress, you're phenomenal. But as a stand-up, that's a whole, no script, audience don't know you. You have to, every certain amount of seconds, you got to generate some type of positive response, whether it's a laugh or a clap or a go girl or whatever that's a certain fear that you have to overcome.
3: You do, and you know when it clicked? When my dear friend, the late, great David Arnold, mm-hmm. we went on tour together, right. and I was forced to do stand-up. So what David said was, Kim, we're gonna use your celebrity to get in these clubs. Right,
2: comics. that's what it was, right?
3: <laughs> I was like, I don't wanna, I'm an improv stand-up. I don't like doing the same material. That was the mm-hmm. biggest thing to get over. I like talking, he said, Kim, to be a stand-up, you have to repeat the joke. And I didn't even like listening to my own voice. So I had to get over that. And we would book the date. So I was forced. And David I, and David was, we have a running joke. We had a running joke that I complained. I quit before every show. I was like, I quit. I can't, I can't do it. Two shows a night. Uh, thir- uh, one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, right. and one show Sunday. Right. Woo! In these clubs. I was like, oh, that's a lot
0: of work. And lazy. So...
1: If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
4: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. need to get
3: me in these clubs so they'll know me. They don't know me. The radio station never gave him headphones to talk, and they were always him with me. This is what people don't understand. He was the heavy. I was the name. So I would get them. So I w- we would do these clubs. We'd have a person bring us up. I would do first 20 minutes. And then I would introduce him because I always said, I'm Diana Ross. This is my Michael Jackson coming to the stage. But what they don't realize is I was bringing him up to close because I knew he was going to take it home. And then we went up together and we cut a fool. So that's when it happened, when I really started developing my act. We did, he said, she said. And Y'all did um, it for a number of years, right? Yes. We did. And then he he got so strong and so popular. He was going back to the uh, club, selling out and adding shows. I was like, Really, you just gonna leave me? You just gonna leave? Me. Yes, he did. Because I because it was for so funny because
2: you know, when he's when I saw his first Netflix film, we talked about David Arnold and it was shot in Cleveland, and then I saw Kim Whitley. I said, What's going on here? And then I called you, I said <laughs> David Arnold was incredible. I said, Can you give me his number so I can call it? And I called him and I just, and he just couldn't believe I called him. He said, Rashawn, you calling me? I said, Yeah, dude, I gotta tell you, man, you funny, brother. I said, Can I interview? He said, Yeah, you can interview me. And it was it was a blessing, I think, when I look at the whole relationship that you and him had. Okay. He was smart enough to realize, look, I don't nobody know me, but I'm funny. They know her. But she needs to understand, put the in, she can be even more funny. So he gifted you with the work that now you're taking advantage of. Cause you gotta close yes. the bit that you do on stage, girl, is a killer. Okay. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I ain't gonna tell y'all something. But first, her whole set is beautiful. The whole set's beautiful. And 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 as a as a stand-up, and I watch for women to do stand-up is even more difficult. It's more difficult. For Sia mm-hmm young lady who is came into the acting game and then went on stage gifted improv person and then david said look stop yeah we're gonna gonna end this right now you let red fox go we're gonna we're gonna make it happen right now and then all of a sudden Mm. you're blessed and now you're able to generate revenue for yourself as a stand-up comedian correct
3: Absolutely, Rashawn, you're hitting that one on the head because we are definitely, I, you know, I, I'm just like, it's, it's, it's happening. I, they're like, you don't talk about Joshua in your stand up? And, and people always ask me, and I was like, I don't find nothing funny about that
2: little <laughs> boy. <laughs> just agitated, just bitter mama. I'm mad at him all the time. See, right so that, I'm that, trying That's, to, her, that's I'm, her gift. Right when she said that, I'm telling you, the breeze of people who are funny. When she said that, that made me laugh. Because once she, that's what I'm saying. She's so young in the game. That's why I know she can be 80 years old, and she still gonna be making people laugh. Like, because one day gonna really click in that she just funny, and that as a comedian, two plus two really is four. And when she said that, ain't nothing funny about that boy, right there. I'm laughing hard because she was funny, and she just spoke because she's so brilliant in the way we've seen her on, on so many um, scripted shows and HBO with David. You know, you that that was a big blow up for you blow, and in just being improv and being African American and being featured in that way, that was huge. But then like the funny part before we wrap up this interview is a couple of stories I gotta say to her that I didn't know. Okay, because you know, you read people's bio and you and then because of the strike, we were limited on talking about movies she's in or TV shows she's starring in. So Rishon had to dig deep. Deep. Born in Cleveland, raised in Sudan, Africa. How?
3: Right? How? That's what people are like, how did that happen? Yes. You know, well, it's interesting. I'm so glad it did happen because I have that part of my life that uh, my father is an architect, had an architectural firm but back in the day when he first started my father worked for a company um dalton and dalton and they were building schools in africa and they sent over a black family a white family and an asian family i swear it's the craziest thing it was the, the 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 thalers who were still friends with and the maidmans so and they had so we went to sudan and when, it was an amazing experience because I remember when, as soon as we moved in, there was a spider. I swear the spider was this big on the wall. Maybe because I was a kid, but it was a huge <laughs> spider. But that's how it happened. We, my father was building schools in Sudan, and and um, I know my parents said, you know, once you get to high school, uh, we got to leave because they didn't have high schools, right. American high schools right. there. But I had an English uh, nursery school teacher that American wreck where we would go over and do all the American holidays. But I wasn't there. What happened was there was a civil war. Wow. And all the Americans had to get out. When I tell you, we left our dog in the yard with a bone. That's <laughs> all I remember. I was like, this is horrible. Because we got the dog from another family that, that had to move. You know, they brought families in. And they gave us the dog. The dog was mean. We couldn't even get that dog for two weeks. We had to leave him on a leash and send food over with a stick. Be- became the best dog ever but when we left we had to leave the dog and we had to put our stuff on a ship and get it back to america but in between that time my parents said well you know what let's travel europe because we 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 can't be we, we had somebody living in our house so we can't go back it, it was a lot it was a
2: lot she's my good friend she's a stand-up extraordinary you know we didn't even talk about the podcast we didn't talk about the Wish. Yeah, we'll be talking about everything. But because I, I had to get the Sudan talk in. I I I was not going right. off the show, not talking about Compton school teaching days in Sudan. So I'm sorry, audience. Rashawn had to ask some things he'd never asked the great incredible stand-up comedian.
3: So uh follow me on Instagram and all social media, KYM Whitley across the board.
2: I love you, and uh, we talk soon. Again, the incredible Kim Whitley took time to talk to us on Money-Making Conversations Masterclass. John McDonald, that's Kim Whitley.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money-Making Conversations Masterclass. Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushon McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts.